Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Du ska till final klara Hammarstad! Mm. 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 Mm.
den som följer med. Klara Hammarström till finalen, det är Nadina! Hello and welcome to Melfest Monday. We've just heard there the moment that both Clara Hammerstrom and Medina qualified direct to the final of Melfest 2022, as well as the other five songs that took part in the final heat at the weekend, including Anna Bergendahl and Lilla Sister, who have qualified to this coming weekend's semi-final. I'm James, and as usual, joining me to review and preview everything of Melfest 2022 is the wonderful Rob Lilly. Hello. Hello, James. Yeah, not just me, of course, as ever. We'll be joined by another special guest here on Melfest Monday in just a moment to review, as James said, everything that happened on Saturday night and look ahead to the brand new second chance round that we've got coming up this weekend. And James, do we think SVT saved the best till last? Because that was one heck of a heat on Saturday. It was huge, wasn't it? We always get that vibe, don't we, when we look forward to song 28, at least. The final song in the final heat. Clara definitely didn't disappoint. But the rest of the show, oh, absolutely stupendous. I enjoyed that you went for definitely didn't disappoint to make sure that you didn't get yourself all tied <laughs> up like you did last week. No, it was a fantastic show. Fantastic to see who has made it through director final and who we'll see again this weekend. And on the podcast today, we will also be chatting to two people that have already joined us on Malfest Monday this year, but they're back again because they are back in the second chance round on Saturday. It's Kazia Pia and Alvaro Estrella. So we've got all that and more still to come. Don't forget, you can get in touch with us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Yeah, here we are then, yet another episode of Melfest Monday, and we teased in the introduction a special guest joining us, as they do every single week, and this week, he is back for the second time this series, it is the brilliant Toby Eck from Afton Blada. Toby, hello! Thank you for having me, this is, uh, I'm, I'm so happy to be here again. I know you were very jealous that we had your colleague Yeni on last week, so we just felt we had to, like, I get you back. I put her on my death list! <laughs> <laughs> She is not allowed to speak to anyone without my consent from now on. <laughs> no. I, we'll I, sure. I, I listened in and, uh, and she is and always are brilliant. No, she was fantastic. It was brilliant to have her on last week. Toby, in the introduction, I said that SVT saved the best till last with the heat on Saturday. Would you agree? No. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I would say that they saved a very... Uh, uncertain and exciting heat for last, where uh, where there were um, where we, we couldn't really in advance say who was the the, uh, the the certain qualifiers, and within these seven songs, there were there were more than four that deserved to qualify. But with that said, I wouldn't say that they saved the best. I would say that that it was it was a very very even heat or or um, uh, uncertain one. Now there was at least one song that maybe a lot of people had a, as a guaranteed qualifier, which was song number twenty eight. There's always a lot of uh, anticipation for the final song in the final heat. Clara Hammerstrom, it was this year with Run to the Hills. Uh, Thirteen times out of the last fifteen years, that last song has qualified direct to the final, and Clara's done it again. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it is, she was brilliant and it is a really strong song. It's something that we haven't really heard in Melfest before. The the EGM beat, her performance w- w- was really, really good. So she deserved it. And it has, of course, been 
since this, the running order was released, this has been talked about as a potential winner. Uh, I don't think that the Swedish TV audience now think of it as the the certain winner. I think they have several other favorites that that might uh, might compete for that. But uh, you are correct with saying that this was a certain qualifier. This was the song this week that that should make it to the final. We'll talk about Medina in a moment, Toby. Of course, the uh, the other app that went direct to the final, but. Staying with Clara, and I was talking to James about this before we started recording today's episode, I feel like that song would have much more of an impact if the staging was different. I don't think the staging and the outfit quite go with the song. I don't know if you agree. Well, when it comes to Clara, the outfit doesn't have to go with the song. Look at last year. Uh, she had she had the, the space suit, the, Wonder- the, the silver-coloured Wonder Woman suit, singing a a mid-tempo ballad, um, um, but it it worked well together with, with her presence on stage. But I completely agree with you that the staging of Clara in front of this cyber tree or Game of Thrones tree in, uh, on, on, the, on the LED screen and the, uh, the dancer coming in wearing um, a similar outfit almost a little bit like Eric Sade last year, having his, you know, having his shadow uh, uh, and fighting that. This was kind of the, the colorful version of that. Okay, I'm going to be blunt, but out of 28 acts this year, I would say that 28 acts stagings suck compared to what they could have been uh, been doing. It's a really, really, really boring year this year. Uh, I think that SVT has done a poor job at presenting 28 songs for the TV audience. Chris Bjorkman always had a thing that, when he talked about our Eurovision entry, he talked about the importance of having a money shot, the 15 seconds that you remember the song by, whatever part is supposed to be Snap reprise in the in the what do you call it in the in the repeat in the reprise in, in the in recap the, yeah, yeah. It, it's in the recap thanks the thing that comes that pops into your mind when you think about that song because otherwise you won't think about that song and this year I don't think I've seen a single money shot the only exclusion from that is Tenori. And that money shot doesn't come from staging. It comes from how the song is built up. And the last 20 seconds, when everything just builds up and it gets stronger and stronger, and there's one beat and another beat and another beat and another beat, that is the money shot. But that didn't come from staging. That was built into the song. And this is what SVT has been lacking throughout this year. Yeah, we often talk about a moment, don't we, Rob? We've chatted about this before in Eurovision, where there's always a moment for a Eurovision winner. There's always that standout part of a song or a performance that you'll remember forever. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that is for Sweden when they come to choose in a couple of weeks' time. Well, no, it it won't be very exciting because uh, we don't have that money shot this year. I'm sorry, but no, uh, the, we, we, we will think that we have it and we will claim that we have it when we have the winner and we will talk about, oh, it's this very important moment in the song. But Europe won't see that because we don't really have that. 
We talk about a moment. James, you've mentioned a moment. Toby, you've talked about a moment. Definitely some fun moments on stage on Saturday came from Medina because that was just three minutes of party, wasn't it? That is exactly the sort of song that you need in the final, especially for a full Friends Arena, as hopefully we'll get in a couple of weeks. Definitely. And I'm so happy that that the team behind Medina kept on working on that stage act because uh, the first rehearsals were just messy and dark and they they switched all the colors around to make it brighter and make it happier because it it, it started out looking dull, dark and and messy. Uh, but thanks to a strong team that are are, are very dedicated, they, they got it working. And that is what brought them to uh, to the final. And I'm really happy for Medina because they've uh, they've just reunited. They 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 broke up five or six years ago, and and because they were arguing, they weren't friends anymore. But now they've reconciled, and they they are they're having so much fun together. And you can see that their friendship has has really uh, uh, ignited again. And and with that, delivering this this stage show. We needed this type of party song in in the final. Yeah, we saw that moment, didn't we, in the show on Saturday, Toby, where Farah was with uh, Sammy and Ali telling them that they'd qualified to Melfest for 2022 and they had to ring each other. And you saw that moment where the emotion came across them and they found out they were going to be back as a duo. Uh, For me, the song on Saturday night was a bit like Anis Dondamina crossed with like a football World Cup song where, you know, the whole country sort of gets behind it. But also worth noting that Sammy and Ali, if they hadn't qualified on Saturday, they would have already been in the final because, Toby, they've got a connection to another song that's already in the final, haven't they? Yeah, they've uh, they've co-written uh, Liamo's uh, song. It's the same uh, songwriters be- uh, behind uh, Ini Di Man as it is with uh, Liamo's Bluffin. Uh, except for Liamo hasn't written uh, uh, the Medina song, but Medina has written the Liamo song. Now, how about those songs that have gone through to the semi-final, which is this coming weekend, which, first of all, is scary how quickly that's come about. We'll talk about the full show later on in the episode when Toby rejoins us. Shall we start with Anna Vergendahl, Toby? We spoke to her on the main episode of the Eurotrip last week, and she was telling us at the time that this song was going to be sort of the end of the trilogy that started with Ashes to Ashes, that had Kingdom Come in the middle, and ended at the weekend. Is that a fair assessment for you? I, I'm, I, I agree with her, but you, you want the trilogy to go out with a bang. And I think that the stage show here is a little bit underwhelming compared to Ashes to Ashes and Kingdom Come. Uh, I think the song is, is, is quite strong and it has kind of divided us. Uh, I, I had someone say, oh, this is her best song ever. And other, other, uh, some, someone else has been saying that, oh, this doesn't compare to the other songs. Um, but with that, had she done something bigger, uh, something um, with, with even more energy on stage, not just herself, but but you know, together with dancers like 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 in in Kingdom Come, something that that made her stand out more. I think uh, she would probably have gone straight to the final, but there was something lacking. And I know that uh, late last night she was she was talking to her team about how they could how they could take this further but there isn't there isn't a lot of time to change anything svg gives each act the same amount of time uh, to to say we're going to change this or that uh, so 
I'm not sure whether they need to uh, let her know, uh, let SVT know Sunday or Monday straight after their 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 heat. Whatever changes they are planning for for the semi-final. It's a really tough job, isn't it, for the artists who make it through to the second chance round from the final heat? Because as you've said there, they've got so little time to make those changes. And and Lilith's but, but no, no, oh, no. And, and and this is I'm sorry, Rob, but this is what SVT has has put down as a standard that that the uh, um, the artists that goes from from the first heat to the semi final, they also only have to the to the next coming Monday or or whatever time span it is. But I I do think that that the the, the Monday after their after their heat, they need to let SVT know what changes they are planning for the semi. So it's the same amount of time for each semi-finalist to change their act. Uh, see, that's a really good insight. No, thank you for correcting me, Toby, because that's good to hear that all of the artists then have the same amount of time to prepare. Should we talk about the, the final act that made it through to the second chance round? Of course, it's Lilla Sister, who we saw in the final, of course, of Melody Festival in last year. They're back this year. You said at the very start of us talking about Saturday show how potentially even it was I wasn't sure that Lilla's sister would actually make it through so were you surprised or not because I know Lilla's sister are are popular aren't they in Sweden they've got a big fan base oh they've got a big fan base but their fan base are not the the uh, the particular melody festival viewers uh, so I, I, I think it's it's quite exciting this year when you can see how the points are divided, uh, that they were really popular uh, among the younger crowd. Um, um, and I wasn't I wasn't expecting that really. So so um, I can't say that it was a surprise that they qualified to the semifinal, but it could just as well have been Tenori or Andelino in my head head. I would have been as unsurprised. Had had one of those two acts qualified uh, instead of Lila Sister. Uh, let's quickly touch on those three acts that we're not going to see anymore have sadly ended their Melfest journey for 2022 in the heat. Can I quickly touch on Angelino? I was a little bit surprised by this because we've seen in some of the previous heats that these male soloists in Melfest have gone straight through. We see Theos, we see Robin, Liamu, Alvaro, for example. Where did it go wrong, do you think, for Angelino at the weekend? Um, uh, two things. Uh, I would say that it's both the heat and how, because had Angelino been in any other heat, I think he would have been among the, the four, four qualifiers. But also, we, we come back to the, the staging. This staging was underwhelming. Uh, it did not have the money shot, uh, even though there were those parts in the song where you could have done something to remember it by visually. That was not put into this, and uh, I, I had the feeling that the um, SVT's um, creators of, of of the staging acts um, they they were just they were content in 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 a very bad way. Oh, we've done this before. We know how to how to stage a a, a sincere ballad by a male vocalist. Let's do this and this. Okay, now we've done it. Okay, fine. We're we're done. And I think that uh, that is a big part in why Angelino didn't qualify. 
So this is Malfest Monday, and a huge thank you to Toby Eck there from Afton Bladet for joining us to review everything that happened on Saturday, and he'll be back a little bit later in today's podcast as we look ahead to the second chance round. And don't forget as well, Casia Pia and Alvaro Estrella on the way. If you want to get in touch with anything that you've heard so far on this episode at Eurotrip Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, you can send us an email, hello at eurotrippodcast.com. And don't forget as well, for all of the exclusive stories from this year's Melody Festival and artists, then head over to eurotrippodcast.com. Now, Rob, of course, there mentioned our Twitter account at Eurotrip Podcast, and that is where you've all been getting in touch to try and take part in our Melfest Monday Hall of Fame. Every week, both Rob and I pitch a song that should be inducted into our very special Hall of Fame. And last week, both Rob and I tried to get you on side for the best Melfest veteran. I chose Alcazar. Rob, you chose Charlotte Pirelli. And you've come out on top again. It's 2-2. It is 2-2, but only just. That was a tight one. And I think, to be fair, we could have predicted that when we picked both of those nominees, didn't we, last week? So Charlotte Pirelli, 54%, and Alcazar, 46%. So that's the closest vote we've had in the Malfest Monday Hall of Fame so far on this run of Malfest Monday. But Charlotte Pirelli, as she should, makes it into the Malfest Monday Hall of Fame this week. Yes, but... Enough about last week. Let's move on to this week. We've got another category for you to get involved with. And this week, it's best second chance song that didn't qualify to the final. Can you tell we haven't really got a proper name for this one? I'll be honest, I am slightly worried about that fitting on the tweet. Because there is still a character (laughs) limit on Twitter, obviously. So hopefully it does. I hope you know what we're on about. But yeah, so as James said, I was going to try and put it another way, but I don't think we possibly can. <laughs> it's the song that was in Melody Festival and that made it through to the second chance round, but didn't qualify for the final. That's what we're doing this week. Yes, and I'm going to go first. I'm going to try and get you on side with my pick. We're going to throw back four years ago to 2018. My choice is Mimi Werner with Song Burning. Let's have a listen. Now, if you ask me, that isn't even her best entry into Melody Festival and Ain't No Good much better than that song. However, I appreciate Ain't No Good wouldn't qualify for this category. Precisely, precisely. I think I've got a good choice here. There's just, oh, there's so much I love about this song, honestly. That glowing orange staging, the drums, her vocals, oh, absolutely stunning. So I'm certain you all listening are going to jump on my side for this one. I would love to see Mimi back in Melody Festival and definitely an artist that we'd love to see back again in the future. Now, when it was coming to my nominee for this category, I thought that I would go for a surefire win and I was going to pick Loreen and Statements because that qualifies. That would have been a perfectly reasonable choice, but I did think it was a little bit unfair. So I've decided to make things a little bit more competitive and I am going all the way back to Melody Festival in 2016 of course, the year that Sweden would go on to host the Eurovision Song Contest. And they were in the final duel in the second chance round in 2016. They lost out to Samir and Victor with Badanakna that year. It's Dolly style and roller coaster.
I am so, so pleased you chose this. In fact, I'm not going to say don't vote for Mimi Werner, but oh, what a choice, Rob. What a choice. What a song. The music, the choreography, the whole performance. Just sensational. It's one of those Malfest moments that you honestly you don't forget. So definitely hoping that I'll be into a 3-2 lead heading into the uh, Hall of Fame next week. Wow, two big choices for you to get involved with. Uh, don't forget, you can head over to our Twitter. We are at Eurotrip Podcast. And sometime on Monday, probably around lunchtime, there'll be a poll on there for you to choose either Mimi Werner or Dolly Style. This is the Eurotrip. When you aren't listening, you can find us on social media. We're at Eurotrip Podcast. Warming you up for the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah, very excited to see the results of this week's Malfest Monday Hall of Fame. And we will have Toby Eck back with us very, very shortly to explain exactly what we can expect to happen on Saturday night. Of course, we've got that new look second chance round coming to our screens. So more from him in just a little while. But shall we hear from a couple of those who are taking part in the show on Saturday? Now, of course, we've already seen them perform in Melody Festival this year. Kazia Pia on the way in just a little while. But now it is time to talk to a legend of Melody Festival, and I think it's fair enough to say. It is Alvaro Estrella. He made it through to the second chance round from heat number two with his song Suave. And as Gustav Darlander told us on this podcast, he is a mellow record holder. He is the first, or was at least the first artist, to take part in Melody Festival in three years in a row and progress from his heat three times so I put that to him and asked how that makes him feel yeah I know when you say it like that it, it feels uh yeah it feels amazing the the reaction has been nothing but love uh, I get text message and uh, well the streams on Spotify is just blowing so I feel um humbled and um yeah the 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 response has been huge I think it's um maybe because the 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 performance I did was a, a kind of different, and then Baila Baila I did the year before uh, goes a little bit hand in hand with the song. Uh, so yeah, maybe it's like that. Uh, I think it's the combination of a good performance and the song. You mentioned the streams on Spotify. I just checked before this. You know, we're almost up to you know almost three quarters of a million streams on on Spotify, yeah. which is unbelievable and you mentioned the staging there are you pleased and your team must be pleased with that vision and how people seem to have reacted to that yeah i think we all are pleased because we had a vision when we when we started with the the whole planning with the the the, the performing so the the plan was or the idea was to have it so um what do you call it minimalistic and a little bit different than the the year before when it was a little bit but it was colors and you know it was so it, it was so much of everything uh this year we wanted to just bring it down a little bit make it a little more sexy fire and just do it a little more elegant so yes it went really good and we're pleased so from everything you said there then can we assume that the staging will stay similar or the same for for the show next Saturday? I think it's going to be the same because I'm 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 pretty. I'm, I think the, the the whole stage is going to be the same. Maybe I'm going to do some changes changes uh, regarding more the camera angles where I'm going to look and so on and so on. But 
the, the dancers, the fire, all this, the things on stage is going to be the same, I think. How much do you get involved with the staging of your song? Of course, because maybe some musicians would, you know, they'd let their team work on the staging. But how much do you like to be involved in, in those decisions? I want to be um, day one. I'm, I'm, I'm 100% involved in the whole thing. The vision, the, the, the feeling, the dance, everything is on me. And of course, I have to have a dialogue with the SVT and my team. But uh, it's an idea that I have in my brain and I just want to bring it out. And uh, of course, I, I get a, a lot of help with my, my team. How much of the, the, your opposition have you been able to check out, I suppose? I've seen every, everyone, uh, every competition now, uh, and I'm just eager to, to see the fourth now. But um, yeah, I think it's, everyone is so good. You have so diversity in, in genres and songs and artists. So it's, uh, it's fun to see. You have good artists, uh, well, big names, Liamo, Jean Ludwig, you have uh, Anna Bergendahl. So it's, uh, it's fun to see those kind of uh, competitions. Of course, in the semi-final now this year, we have a, a new format. You know, it's not like the, the old show that we saw, although it kind of is and kind of isn't. Does yeah. that change anything for you? Because I suppose at the end of the day, it's still you go out, you sing your song, you do the best exactly. that you can. Yeah, no, no, it's going to be the same. Well, a little more stress, I think. But uh, I'm going to do my best those three minutes and just give it all, give it my, give it my all. Uh, just focus on that. And obviously the show moves to the Friends Arena this weekend. And then, of course, it'll be staying at the Friends Arena for the next couple of weeks as well. I mean, the Friends is an amazing venue, as is Globin, of course, but you know, the friends to, to be able to perform in Globin and Friends twice in the space of a few weeks is an opportunity that doesn't come along very often for a, for a singer. No, 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 it's, it's, it's huge. Friends Arena is really, really big. Uh, we, the, the last time I was there was with Mendes when we did Vamos Amigos. And that feeling just, it's just stuck in my, in, in my brain. And that's why I wanted to do the melody once again. But then the corona came and the whole thing, the pandemic. But that feeling is still there and I just want to be there, there on the final because it's so big and, you know, the crowd and the, the energy, the vibe is so amazing. I, I can't explain it. You have to be there to just feel it. Uh, yeah, it's going to be huge. And Suave, of course, is such, a, such an arena song. You know, you can imagine that vibe. You can imagine the party mood. And, and, you know, obviously it would mean so much, presumably, to have that in the final. Yeah, of course. I think it's good to have that kind of songs and genre in that platform to show the, the, that we have a good Latin community here in Sweden that brings good music, Latin music, pop music to the table. And I think it's important to put it on that stage, uh, especially in the Friends Arena, especially on a final. So, yeah, it has some layers to importance that I think it's, uh, you have to, it's like a bucket list. After, of course, last year, Melody Festival didn't feel the same, presumably. It will have felt very different no. in, in, in 2021. But how good is it that you can get that Melfest that you knew back, you know, that kind of vibe? The I don't know whether you get the chance to mix with some of the other competitors, some of the other artists and have that audience there. Just how special is it to have that back for you? It feels amazing just to see the crowd and just see their faces and expression when you are on stage performing. And just to see that they having a good time, especially after these hard two years, 
So from doing last year, that was in a black box. It was just empty cameras and people behind the cameras, just empty. From that to uh, the Globe Arena, it was big, a huge uh, difference because you had we had I think one thousand five hundred five hundred uh, people on the audience, and that made a big difference, especially in Globe in the Globe Arena. It's, it was a huge uh, difference. Imagine how it's gonna feel on the Friends Arena or the finals. It would be awesome. Lovely to hear from Alvaro again here on the podcast. We've both spoken to Alvaro now, which is a which is a nice way to round that off. Um, so good luck to him in this coming weekend's semi-final, or second chance round, or whatever you want to call it. Maybe Toby will clarify that for us. But now we spoke to her on was it last week's episode of Melfest Monday? Cassiopeia is back. Yeah, she certainly is. Kazi is one of my favourite artists in this year's Melody Festival, and I appreciate it sounds like we said that about everybody. But she has such an infectious personality. She's so likeable. And we told you about this before. She is a huge K-pop songwriter. She won the award, I think, for the best songwriter in Sweden this year or, or the year before last, just for her incredible contribution to the, the Swedish music scene and for working with the likes of BTS, of course, absolutely huge band, arguably the arguably the biggest band in the world. But as we've said, she was in and is still, of course, in Melody Festival in this year with her track, I Can't Get Enough. She was the first song in heat number three. She progressed through to the second chance round and not bad for her Melfest debut. Yeah, she went down an absolute storm. Must be great to take part for the first time and qualify from your heat. So well done to her and good luck to her this coming weekend. But let's catch up with her. Of course, Rob spoke to her a couple of weeks ago. Sadly, Rob was unavailable to chat to her. He was uh, getting a COVID test. All positive or negative? What's the correct term for that? I'm not sure. The news was positive because I was negative. Is that what you want? Fantastic. Fantastic. So Rob was unavailable, sadly. So was I, actually. I think it was in a meeting on, uh, on Friday when we had the interview scheduled. So we've brought somebody off the subs bench. It's my brother, Callum. So he sounds a little bit similar to me. So you'll probably not even notice. I could have not even mentioned it and you wouldn't have even noticed. So let's find out what happened when Callum caught up with Cassiopeia. I didn't have any expectations at all. That's why I was so shocked afterwards because, I don't know, it felt like everyone this season has been so good. And especially on the Saturday, uh, all the songs were so good. And I was, uh, I said to myself on the rehearsals, like this, can, this is going to be tough, you know, because I love every song. So I, I was performing as it was the last time. Like I said to myself on stage, like, enjoy this because you, you don't know it's a competition. And what if this is the last time you're going to sing on this kind of stage, this song. So I was really enjoying every move I did, every every part in the, of the song, every second. Uh, and then when I like passed through, I was just so happy and uh, I, I, I can't even explain the feelings I had. I was in shock. Lisa had to hold my hand, Lisa Miskowski, she was holding my hand and she was like, t- took me backstage. My team was waiting there and I was just like, I couldn't even, I couldn't even speak. I was just so happy. <laughs> And I, I bet you were really happy. I bet you can't explain how happy you were. How did you How did you celebrate afterwards? I was with my family. I had a, a fan club uh, there with my family and um, some friends. And um, 
they were waiting in the lobby with the champagne and they were just screaming when I came running and we were just hugging for a very long time. Uh, they're so proud of me and that's an amazing feeling. Like, And with my team, of course, I had nine people in my team uh, through the whole week. Uh, everything from stylist to my label, social media person, um, assistant to the stylist, uh, the, the two girls who were singing behind me off stage and the producer of the song and the other two songwriters. So I had a big crew with me all week and we had a lot of fun. Now, when, when you were on uh, the Eurotrip podcast last, you spoke to Rob a few weeks ago and you told him that uh, Paul Ray gave you some advice. And that advice yeah. was to not see Melody Festival in, as a competition, and just relax and enjoy it. Did yeah. you did you remember that advice when you were on stage, or did you get really nervous when you were when you were on stage there? I I had that thinking ever since ever since fall when I knew I was gonna be in this. I said to myself, "This is just you just need to have fun, you know. Don't care about the competition or the placements or." what people will think and you know just do your thing and have fun and uh, uh, I, th I think I managed to do that. Now you're obviously in the studio at the moment you're doing this writing camp does that mean we can expect some more new music after Melody Festival and or are you writing for the people at the moment? Right now this week I'm writing K-pop this is a K-pop camp so uh, a lot of K-pop but I am writing some songs for myself and we are planning on that too we're like you know start started talking about maybe a second single and all that but uh, and that's cool but i right now i just want to focus on i can't get enough uh but uh, i'm eager to release more obviously because i feel i got the passion back with my artist project now so because i haven't released stuff in four years four years so it's all coming back to me now and I'm, I'm feeling, yeah, like I'm feeling happy again doing this, uh, my own artist project. So I think, yeah, there will definitely be more songs. Great. And you are you are obviously very popular. You, you said a couple of minutes ago that, um, you know, a lot of kids and, and children enjoyed your, your act, your song, your outfit. The, uh, they gave yeah. you, you know, the youngest age group gave you 12 points on the app voting. But Equally, the, the highest age bracket, the 75 and over age bracket, gave you eight points as well. So that shows that your song, I Can't Get Enough, it, it can span a lot of generations as well. That obviously must make you, make you feel happy too. Yeah, I mean, I'm just happy as much as pe people as possible can enjoy this and, and li like it and get happy from it, you know? So I'm just, uh, the more the merrier, I, I want everyone to be happy. <laughs> and this is a really happy performance and the colors and everything. And that's what I wanted to. Your performance last weekend was at the Avicii Arena uh, in Stockholm. Yeah. Uh, next weekend, uh, it's going to be at the Friends Arena, a, a, a much bigger venue. Um, a lot more people <laughs> are going to be in the audience. Oh, I, could, I, can oh tell, I, I can't tell, I, I was going to say you look excited, but you look a little bit nervous as well. How do you feel about performing <laughs> in front of a much bigger audience live now? No, it's just so cool. Um, and as I said before, I haven't released stuff or uh, performed uh, in four years. So go from that to just 
get thrown into the biggest arena Sweden got. It's pretty cool. Um, it's like just rip off the bandage and do it, start doing it again, like entertain and be on stage. And I, I, I have so much fun and it feels like I can, regardless how it goes in the semifinal and final or like semifinal or final, uh, I'm just, I can feel, I feel like I can just buck, like take check, it, take like, it off. Yeah. Yeah. Performing in uh, Avicii Arena, check, performing, uh, you know, so it's, I feel like I already, I'm already really happy with with where I am, and and um, it feels like something I will always remember. Thank you very much for joining us here on the Euro trip, and uh, fingers crossed, me. fingers crossed, we'll we'll see you in the final as well. All the best. Thank you so much. Thank you very much then to Casia Pia and to Alvaro Estrella for joining us on today's episode of Melfest Monday. And thank you to Callum as well for sitting in and chatting to Kazi for us here on the podcast. And of course, they are just two of the artists in Saturday's new look second chance round. We'll talk about how it is new look, at least, in a second. But Toby Eck from Afton Blada is back with us. And Toby, there is one job at this time in every episode that we need you to do, and that is to run us through who is in the show on Saturday. Absolutely. We will see Tios uh, with Sondeville, Danne Stråhed with Halabalu, Alvaro Estrella with Suave, Tone Sekelius with My Way, Cassiopeia with I Can't Get Enough, Lisa Miskowski with Best To Come, Anna Bergendahl with Higher Power, and Lilla Syster med Sorry, Lilla Sister win till the, our days are over. Those are the songs competing in the semi-final, and we don't know whoever will compete against each other yet. Now, that's the interesting part, isn't it, Toby? Because we'll touch on all of the artists and maybe what the chances are in a second. But Rob has somewhat mistakenly, I'd say, called it the second chance found so far throughout this episode. Rob, <laughs> I'm that's sorry. so bad. <laughs> because we should actually be calling it the semi-final. We've now got the heat, the semi-final and the final. Talk us through how it's a little bit different and how viewers are going to have a bit more of a different experience this coming weekend. So in, in um, the second chance, um, artists were pitted against each other head to head meaning that you could vote for your favorite, but you could also vote against somebody that you disliked. This will not be uh, possible in the new semifinals, where the songs instead will be uh, pitted four and in two groups of four, and within those groups, you will vote for your favorite, and the two songs with the highest votes will make it to the final. This has been... Um, it's been controversial in in uh, Andre Hansen previous because, uh, for example, Carola and uh, Henry, uh, uh, and Andreas Jonsson uh, were very obviously voted against by haters when they competed in 2008, uh, and instead Nordman were voted to the final uh, from that second chance round. And this has happened several times, and we we've seen where. Artists who have a big liking uh, or ha have a big audience might also have um, um, been targeted uh, with, with haters and people who are, uh, I'm going to vote for anything but that particular artist. So, so they've been wo voted off the competition rather than, than being voted in, into the final. So this is a big change making it a little bit less exciting, I would say, but at the same time, making it more human uh, or, or, or 
nicer for the artists. This year as well, of course, SVT have given us a bit more information as to who we could predict may make it through to the final from the show on Saturday, because we know how many points, other than, of course, that Theos and Danny from heat number one, where the app went down, and we've no idea who came where in that fine, in that heat. But with the others, at least we know kind of who was the next closest to having made it through direct to the final. So from that, can we assume then, of course, as you said, we don't know who's going to end up up against each other, but it's going to be the likes of Alvaro, who we've heard from, Lisa Moskovsky, and... Anna Bergendahl? The thing is, no, we can't because um, when they are when when they are pitted against other songs, they might not be uh, the audience choice because when people vote in the app or 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 with their phones, they they're going to vote for their favorite songs and they might vote for a couple of them. But when you suddenly have them ha- have them grouped against other artists. Uh, they might pick other favorites. And we've seen that that it's not always, because SVT always release uh, uh, the statistics after the final normally. And we've seen that that it's not always the the third place songs in the the heats that make it through from from the Ander Hansen. I would say that Tone Sekelius, for instance, I think that she is the one to beat in... In the semifinal, uh, she she is the the most searching qualifier out of every uh, all all of the eight songs because uh, she has uh, her song has been out f- f- all all through this and and she has done well on Spotify and, and people are talking about her. But it all comes down to who is she pitted against, and that's the interesting part because Toby, we're chatting on Sunday. People are probably listening to us on Monday. But we won't find out until Tuesday. I know which songs are in which group, and do we know at this point how those groups are going to be divided up? Is it going to be random? Are the producers going to be involved? Tell us how that's going to work. Um, it's it's going to be very Eurovision like. They're going to put all eight songs in 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 one bowl. They're going they're going to pull the names out, and okay, so this is the first one we pull. It's going to be in heat one. This is the second one. It's going to be in heat two. Uh, or semi one and semi two, as, as they call it, and that's how they're going to divide it. So it's going to be uh, it, it's going to be done live on SVT Play uh, at noon Swedish time uh, Tuesday. There you go. So you've got a date for your diary or a time at least, if you're uh, hopefully free at that point on Tuesday to head over to uh, to SVT Play. You mentioned there that you thought that uh, Tonis Achilles' best chance of making it through. Are there any other names in there that you think we're likely to see in the final? As we said, you know, we don't know who's going to get drawn against who, but Anna Bergendahl, of course, huge Melody Festival and name is in there. Alvaro Estrella, of course, as well. We've heard from him on this week's podcast. I, I think that that the Swedish audience uh, is expecting um, Lisa Miskovsky to make it through because uh, um, there was a, a big... A big thing about her not making it straight to the final, and people were were they, they put a, a big distrust into SVT and the results because because of how the votings were uh, how the votes were uh, were revealed two weeks ago. Um, so I I think that a lot of people are expecting her to make it through. Well, there's a couple of other names that I'm definitely going to keep an eye on, and that's Teos and Danny Strawhead, because naturally they were in heat number one, where the app didn't work. So both those artists aren't 
app vote tested, are they? So we don't really know how they'll be supported within the app, do we? And they also stand out compared to the other apps. You have done a story here with, with the, the fun, um, um, likable song that's a little bit quirky and a little bit uh, goofy. And then you have Theos, uh, whose song has, has become a big hit on, on Spotify. And you, he, he's really targeted to the, to the younger audience and, and he's got a huge fan base. Um, so compared to the other six acts, they stand out quite a lot. So it's going to be really interesting to see whether that will, uh, will be part of the results Saturday. So we've been building up the excitement for Saturday and now potentially I am going to ruin the entire thing, Toby, by asking you this question because we've seen once before the artist that was in the second chance round go on to win Melody Festival and back in 2013 with Robin Sternberg. In the semi-final, will any of these acts that progress to the final have a chance of winning Melody Festival in 2022? No. I did fear that was going to be your answer, but you don't think that we're going to hear the winner of Melfest on Saturday? And think, I I can say that it's 100% certain that we will not hear the Melfest winner uh, competing in the the semi-final this, this Saturday. No chance whatsoever. But Toby, in case that's going to make people not tune in on Saturday, can you at least give them some sort of reason and inspiration to make oh, sure the tune in on Saturday of, night. Oh, oh, yeah, of, of course, because the thing is, uh, the, uh, the eight songs in the final uh, have a certain type of, of vibe. Uh, what we need people to do this Saturday is vote the songs to the final that that make makes it more complete. We, we need more upbeat songs, more party. We need more more happiness. I would be a little bit sad if we got more ballads because we've got plenty of ballads in the final and that's going to make for a very, very boring broadcast. So give us, give us party songs and, and it's up to everyone listening that lives in Sweden to actually vote for, uh, for good songs that make a fun TV show in the final. You heard there, Toby X play to all of you listening that can vote on Saturday. You know what to do. Toby, thank you so much, as ever, for joining us on this week's episode of Malfest Monday. It's been fantastic to have you, as always. Thank you for having me. And there comes to a close another episode of Malfest Monday. Thank you to everyone who joined us today. Of course, Toby Eck, who you've just heard from there, and also Cassia Pia and Alvaro Estrella. Make sure to get your votes in for the Malfest Monday Hall of Fame, that poll going up around midday on Monday. And you, of course, as you know already, have the chance to choose between Mimi Werner and Dolly Star. Yeah, what a show we've got to look forward to this coming weekend. We've spoken in depth about it there with Toby. The brand new semi-final, as we're going to call it. Eight fantastic acts battling for just four more places in the final. And we'll be back with you next Monday to review everything on the brand new episode of Melfest Monday, where we'll also, get this, can you believe it already, be looking forward to the final of Melfest 2022. Yeah, next week is going to be a very exciting Melfest Monday week. Not just the podcast on Monday, but we've got lots in store for you next week. So uh, stay tuned for that as we will be yeah, bringing you all the best coverage of Melody Festival and in the run-up to the final, 
as you said there, I cannot believe that we've already got through all those weeks of Melody Festival and, and the final is just, I was going to say just a few days away. Technically true, but I should probably say that and save that till <laughs> next week. Yes, please. Please clarify that. But yeah, what a show we've had today. What a show we've got to look forward to on Saturday. We'll, of course, be back again in the Melfest apps, providing you with some English language text commentary. And we'll be back on Wednesday with a brand new episode of the Eurotrip. So until then, James, what's everybody got to do? Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at Eurotrip Podcast. You can get in touch with us via email as well. Hello at EurotripPodcast.com. And check out any of our exclusive stories on EurotripPodcast.com. And in the meantime, until we're back with you, don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review and rate us five stars. From me, James, it's goodbye. And from me, Rob, it's goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.